Hi guys, welcome back to Entre Nos. I'm Evelyn and my co-host is... Alondra. And today we have our mugs filled with Starbucks that she mm -hmm. brought for us. Mine says, one more cup. It's a little cute. We're going to start taking pictures of these and um, posting them on Wednesday, the day that our episode drops. So like this Wednesday. Oh, we didn't have the ones for last week maybe you can just take a picture it's okay, of it because yours was better so i guess we just can skip that one from last week yeah you had the smiley face one. Oh yeah i, I was thinking of the other one i just dropped the, the, one was the, the princess the, one was it a princess one yeah it was a little thing from the beauty oh, and the beast yeah but that one's cute though mm, it was but, okay. um, anyways let can... me talk about mine oh yeah sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> i want to talk about it so bad <laughs> i know <laughs> Go ahead. So mine is customized by my fiance. It says you and me and the dogs. And then it's literally me with my dog, his dog. My dog's name Toby. His dog's name Flash. And then it's him. Yeah. Shout out Toby, man. He be protecting everybody in the house. Yeah. <laughs> he really do. That's funny. I've seen those. Like, um, well, not the mugs. I've seen like the ones where they do something like that. And it's like the family and you just see the back of the head. But mm. it was I seen it more for like ornaments, uh -huh. you know. But um, but yeah, we'll be taking pictures. We can we can start um this week, but just send me a picture of your mug. Okay, of the one that Dre gave you, right? Uh -huh. That was that one, right? And then I forgot which one did I use. Um. Oh, the Costa Rica one. Oh yeah, I used mm -hmm. the Costa Rica one. My broken mug. I'm not using it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's for a plant now. Yeah, it's for a plant now. Um, so we'll be posting those. So make sure. I feel like I want to be more interactive on um, on Instagram. You uh -huh. know, we do pretty good with the reels. So now I want to do more like uh, questionnaires and stuff like that. Yeah. So on Wednesdays, I want to do the mug thing for entrenos, okay. you know, and then and I start I did on, on Sunday, I did the anonymous story, which we got one. We got like somebody said they had a. It was, it's people don't get it. So let me explain it really quick. So when you guys see the, the link no, to send your no story. <laughs> Remember you said people, we're going to post it when people are getting drunk. And I'm like, maybe they are drunk when they're writing it. Yeah. <laughs> it was it Sunday, though. It don't be making sense. No. So they sent one. It was like, um, let me see. Let me read them really quick just so we can get into the story. Because technically we only got one, you know. Uh -huh. But the rest, like, okay, so we put the link is for you guys to send us your story through there if you feel safer. But you can also send it to us, to her account, my account, or the actual podcast account. I handle most of the messages anyway, so I would see it, not Roland. Mm -hmm. um, it says, who was the last girl you, you texted? Like, okay, that's not a story. Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one said, I have a crush on you. I told Roland on who because <laughs> there's three of us <laughs> and then they said the worst date you've ever been on and then this is the story which i'll read in a little bit and then another one what have you gotten detention for like what the heck who, who what like you know like nada que ver. and then They're another just one sending who us was the, who's the last person you texted it's for story purposes yeah tell oh, us the drama the tell us tell us the tea yeah, so we can give the feedback. So mm -hmm. we can go right into the story this time because we did receive one. I feel they kind of 
I, I didn't understand it too well, mm-hmm. you know, but of course, we're only going to go based off what we have, the information we have. So it says, I keep getting sexual, it says sexual touch by my cousins, but I, I think they really meant sexual thoughts. So it says, I keep getting sexual thoughts by my cousins. I don't know how I end up falling for him. I had sex with him and I would sneak out to go see him. I don't know how to let it go or feel like if it wasn't my fault too. I was 13 at the time. Okay. So I feel That's like deep. she is talking. I'm assuming it's a girl, right? Yeah. Let's just assume, you know. I know they say don't assume because it's never like. But I think that she did mean thoughts. Yeah, I do think she means thoughts yeah. too. So. And I think she's grown now, right? Yeah, because this is like I was 13 at the time. So I feel like she is talking past tense, basically. Um. Which is just the fact that it's your cousin is what's mind-blowing to me. Yeah. I hope it's like a cousin that's like a distant cousin, not like um, a primo hermano, which means like um, your mom's sister's son mm-hmm. or your dad's brother's son or, you know, something. that's a primo hermano, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what are your thoughts on that? Girl. Honestly, there's predators and pieces of crap everywhere mm-hmm. so everywhere. do you think her cousin was a predator so, yeah well he was very young i i, I hope just, I he wish, was very in the I, in the age range as she was maybe 14 as well we don't have enough details so yeah, i can't really details but you know there is pieces of crabs and predators everywhere even in your family you know and in a way i feel like her immediate circle felt her the people who were supposed to take care of her felt her. Yeah, because to me, it's like... Her um, community felt her. Like, her aunts felt her. This her happens mom. when you're in parties, you know? This happens whenever... Oh, yeah. This happens... That. Yeah, this happens whenever cousins come to sleep over. Whenever you go and sleep over at your cousin's house. That's... that's, And that's when parents should mainly be more parents. Like, you should be a parent. You should be present. You know, mm-hmm. you, you should know that these things happen. So, I only, I feel like... Her family failed her. Yeah, it's so crazy because I feel like um, when we are at parties, I'm always, like, looking. Yes. And you know what's crazy? Like, I, I'm blessed that I have Roland, you know, because he's such a great dad <clears throat> that I know if he knows if I'm busy, he's looking. Mm-hmm. Like, he keeps an eye, on, an eye out for him. So it gives me the, the peace of mind. You're right? at ease. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, but if I'm by myself then yeah i'm keeping an eye on him you know especially when the little ones are around kids who have their hormones already you know they're going through a hormonal change yeah do you know what we should do research on that like um what what age do your hormones start like well it's whenever you start becoming a teenager usually around 12 11 whenever you start Mm -hmm. like rebelling against your mom and your dad and oh i don't want to wear that anymore you know Mm -hmm. like around the age of like 11 to I don't know. Yeah. 17. It's after 10, basically. Yeah. I feel like wow. parents should really watch out for the little ones whenever. They're no, And I'm not trying kids. to say that, you know, if your kid is 10 or 11, he's he's a bad kid. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, like, they're going through changes. Yeah. And they need to either, you should be talking to them about it uh-huh. or, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, my thoughts on that, I feel like um, I do have... I'm not, obviously, I'm not going to say any names, but I also know somebody, you know, 
that it's not my story to say, right? right. But I, I'm just going to say it for like educational, educational purposes, purposes, right? Um, and I'm not going to give too much details. I don't think anybody would really, only family probably or friends would know uh, if they know them. But uh, But yeah, I know somebody that had a baby with their cousin, which is so crazy to me like the thought of it like you know yeah the thought of like loving this person that's supposed to be your family to the point where you get sexual with them because they had sex the the yes, story yes mm-hmm. yeah and then she'll sneak out to go see the cousin like, yeah like that's her real boyfriend yeah that's so wild to me yes. you know but yeah like the person that i know had a baby with her cousin and now it's just like they're is together. Is the baby like okay? Because you know, like kids. I think the baby's okay. Um, I only saw the baby like once, mm. pero no, no lo cargué ni nada. But I think one of my cousins said que lo un ojo lo tenía un poquito malito, pero nothing like to be worried mm-hmm. about, you know. But yeah, it's a thing too. Like if you have, it's, it's incest, right? The, yeah, your DNA. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it can collide. Yeah right damn that's crazy like and then like you know how dads sometimes get their daughters pregnant like the one where the girl the guy had her living in the basement for years mm-hmm. and he would get her pregnant y dejaba los babies in the porch so the wife could think yeah. that la that, daughter that somebody was, yeah the daughter was just like messing around but in reality the whole time she was, she was living in the, basement. in the basement like that like that's so crazy to me like mm-hmm. Like, how? Like, that's your daughter, bro. Like, how do you not want to just take care of her? They're sick Like, people. cherish her, you know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's unfortunate that, obviously, that this is the world we live in. Like, in the previous episode, um, we talked about, you know. Yeah. We've talked about, like, child abuse and, you know, we do have to protect the kids. And even at that, it happens to adults all the time, too. Like... You can be out clubbing. Okay, so <clears throat> she reached out to us, right, to tell us to tell us something super personal. Mm-hmm. She's like, you guys are just pointing out the obvious, right? Yeah. I feel like she's almost crying out for help. What do I do? Because I can't stop thinking, thinking about, about it, about which it. I think maybe she's, that's the case, that yeah. she can't stop thinking about it, and she feels a lot of guilt, mm-hmm. right? So I, if I could give, if she was my daughter and I could give her an advice, right, or if she was my sister and I could give her an advice, it'd be... What do you want to for your story to end like? What is it that you want your story to end like? Do you want to end up in bitterness? Or do you want to end up freed and forgiven? And you were 13 years old, right? Mm-hmm. You own up to it and you move on. Yeah. So how does owning up to it and moving on look like? You know, maybe you have to write a letter to that little girl that nobody protected. Yeah, I was going to say seek, seek the help. Yeah. You know. Like, or maybe because um, sometimes like... In all honesty, you have to help yourself first before you seek it. You know, you have to want to come to or terms. You not, not even help yourself, but um, but come to the more of like, okay, I need the help. You know. Yeah, and then like come to the real realization that you want to heal. Yeah. Come to the conclusion that I don't want to live life like mm-hmm. this, and and I th- honestly think that that is her case. That she's like, what do I do? Like, I don't, I can't stop thinking about it, or I feel guilty about it. I did this and, and it sucks, right? And, and I, I also, know it's not yeah, right. I also want to say, like, if you are watching, like, you are not alone. Like, yeah. this 
it's more common yeah. than we think but it is more common than we think but again not everybody is open to talking about it because it's not it's not like you have to be embarrassed but it's almost embarrassing to even think yes these thoughts right you know because you're like that's my cousin yeah you know but again if this happened to you when you started at third when you were 13 it started when you were 13 i mean you're still so young that this is what you're being taught and this is kind of like all you know this is like the normal thing for you because this you trusted somebody maybe you didn't trust your parents that's why i say your parents betrayed you because maybe you didn't trust your parents right and so that you leaned into trusting somebody that was harming you in reality which was your cousin in this case mm -hmm. you leaned to trust him when in all reality or maybe you guys were both hurt harming each other because i don't know his age right but i would say definitely like write a letter to to your little self yeah oh, and even like maybe write a letter of what you would have liked mom and dad to have done for you in that moment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys milo's here yeah. by the way milo so. So he's just, he woke up and he just came to say hi. I know. <laughs> he said, peace. Yeah. yeah. Um, I and do then, think and that honestly, too. Yeah, and honestly, write how much of a great mother do you want to be to your children? How What difference are you going to do in your life for your children to not go through what you went through, to make things better, you know? I think... I think that is something you can do once you're healed, though. Yeah. I think. Because once you're healed, then you know. You can think clear. You can think more clear. You know, mm -hmm. your thoughts are more free. Yeah. Um, however, I do think, again, my, my opinion would be like, um, you're already sending us that and getting it off your chest. And it is anonymous because we don't know who it is, you know. Yeah. Um, honestly we applaud you for that yeah yeah we applaud honestly you when that. i when we got it i was like i sent her the screenshot and it doesn't say who who sends it literally it's yeah. just um Anonymous. we use yeah because we use that app like what's it called the ngl app ngl not gonna lie i think that's what it stands for mm -hmm. um but yeah we use that app and if i click on it go to inbox it literally doesn't tell you like who it is but you know the falling for him part trust me like you can fall the same way that you fought, fell in love with him you can fall out of love like yeah and there's somebody else in the world that probably will appreciate you more but again we only know so much because it's like a little short it's like this you yeah. know but um if we had more details yeah we could probably go more deep into it you know because what if the cousin is like in love with her too that's mm -hmm. another thing what if they're the same age and they were both curious and they ended up like messing around with each other right. to learn and ended up falling for each other? Because mm -hmm. that also can happen. Um, I think it's still wrong, but again, it's more common than we think, you yeah. know? Oh, well, by the way, I do have statistics. 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 And I looked it up in the Office of Justice Programs. So it's legit.gov gov gov that gov so it says incests is a vastly unreported crime which occurs most frequently in multi-problem families in which traumatizes the victim authorities authorities estimate incest occurs in over 10 percent of american families yet only 20 percent of these offenses are reported 
So how much? What was the percent? Ten percent of the okay. families, and only twenty percent of those are recorded. So basically, instead of the ten percent, the ten percent of American families, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of it being a hundred percent of those ten percent, only twenty percent reported. Out of that. Mm-hmm. So it's two families out of the ten that are supposed to be right. Mm-hmm. So it's ten families that are supposed to be that are reporting but technically out of the 10 is only two families because i it makes sense though if you Mm -hmm. think about it because who wants to um like you know how there's a lot of cases where it's Mm -hmm. like it's the brother that does it to the sister or vice versa no but hear this out look it says the crime often goes unreported because it is initiated by some by someone the child usually a girl loves and trusts Mm-hmm. When a child does does report a case of incest, friction usually develops within the family. So it's like whenever she yeah. reports it, then a can of worms just goes crazy, right? Yeah. It's like opening a can of worms and then they all go crazy, okay? Mm-hmm. So the child may decide to say nothing, thinking that she's saving the family. Yeah. Or assuming that this is normal behavior. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, because I'm thinking like as a mom. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't want to use this scenario because I only have one kid and it's Milo, right? Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, imagine, but imagine as a mom being the one that you have to call the cops on your kid because he did wrong mm-hmm. or she did wrong. That's tough. That is. I feel like it's easier to call it on your significant other, but on your own kid, knowing that they're going to go to jail, you know? You'd rather just say, nah, let it be what it is and or, it's all forgive and forget. Or it's like, oh, he didn't know either. Or mm-hmm. she didn't know either. Like, you know? Man, it's... Oh, my God. Excuse me. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It is very tough. Man, I'll kill I'll kill somebody. <laughs> if they ever touch me, little man. Mm-mm. God forbid. And I I pray and for... I always pray to God to, pro- like, to protect, for protect your, him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, him. Because he's so little and innocent. Like, he doesn't know... But again, as I pray to God for his protection for Paramilo, I also pray to, for, I pray, we talked about it in one episode, how my praying is not like, oh, Señor, it's more like, because you say you look at him as a father, father, mm-hmm. and not that I look at him as a friend, but as a, a person, like a person I can confide everything to, but being myself, right? Mm-hmm. And I do pray the whole, please protect Milo, right? But I also pray, like, please um, guide me and Roland how to be better parents. Yeah. How to be better in a relationship. You know, protect our marriage. Like, stuff like that. But, man, Milo is always on my my number one. one. <laughs> number one. Like, because, man, like, if you don't protect your kid, who is going to do it? Yeah. Nobody does it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like her family failed her. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just like. And honestly, like, I feel like maybe she hasn't even told anybody. And she needs to. Find somebody to talk to. Well, you know what? If you're watching this and you sent us that story, again, you can feel free to send us a message. Show your faith. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping that by sending it to us, it helped you a little right. bit. Not even like, because we're, again, this is supposed to be like a story time where we just give our opinions, mm-hmm. give the feedback. But of course, we can because only- she's not alone. A lot of people are going through this. Yeah. And a lot of people who are watching have probably gone <laughs> through it. He wants to show me his belt so yeah, bad. I know. He's like. <laughs> you need pizza? 
He said he needs a pizza. Bro, it's 9.47 in the morning. <laughs> okay, give me a second, okay? Okay, go watch Scooby-Doo. <gasps> oh, he's watching Scooby-Doo? Yeah. So, a ver, let me see. Hold on, let me finish my, my okay. thought with this, uh, the, the person yeah. who sent it. We applaud you for sending that and confiding that with us. And even though we're not like professionals here or anything, um, again, you're not alone in this. And it was a big step already for you to come out and just say it. Mm -hmm. You know, we're hoping that you just saying it makes you feel a little bit better because sometimes it does help. And, you know, just seek the help once you're ready. Mm -hmm. And it seems like by you sending it, you're closer to to your healing process than what you think yes. but you were gonna say something about scooby-doo yeah i hope and I, and i hope i say right and all wrong and people don't roast me for this right pero sabias que peppa pig va a ser mamá what yes scooby-doo papa oh my god <laughs> got her <laughs> oh my god <laughs> You're really thinking, oh, right? Yeah. You're really thinking hard because you didn't want to mess it up, yeah, right? I didn't want to mess it up. I was like, please come out the right way. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, what was I going to say? <clears throat> That's a song, right? Yes. Oh, my God. It was funny, right? You did get me, though. Yeah. <laughs> But let's go on a quick break and because the timer's about to go off in like two seconds. Oh, there you go. And um, let me go ahead, go ahead and restart the cameras and we'll be back. All right, we are back. So one of our topics today that we actually said on the last episode that we were going to talk about was near-death experiences. And I guess I can go first, right? Yes. <clears throat> I think I've only had two. And it's always, it's something that's out of my control. One was my, my hernia. I had a hernia when I was like in second grade. First what? grade. Did you pick up your mom or what? Oh my God. No, I don't, honestly, <laughs> what did I don't you even do know. to have a hernia at that, that age? Honestly, I don't know what I, but you know, hernias are very common. Yeah. Fact. Because the doctor told me. Um, the <clears throat> hernias are very common on baby boys. Really? Yeah, Milo had a hernia when he was like three months. What? In the same spot as me and everything. And I noticed it because I remember how it looked on me. Where did you have it? Acá abajo. Uh-huh. And um, he had it in the same... The one time I was cleaning his diaper, le limpia así. And, and then it was like a little, little bump. bump. And But the doctor told me that it's very common on little boys because when their balls like... Start forming? No, they drop. Oh. Se les hace la hernia. That's very crazy. I never heard of that. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, like it's very. She, he said it's more common on boys, on baby boys, because they're heavier than um. Than I baby always, girls. I always relate hernias to like something heavy. Yeah, it doesn't have to be heavy, right? <clears throat> I don't think so. It's just like a stress on the body or something like that. I think like um, <clears throat> I do think it has to do with like heavy stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. But it also feel like it is probably like, I don't know. Let me see. Let me look it up. I feel like probably like stress, stress in the body or a change in the, in the body that probably, <clears throat> let me see, hernia, how, how do you get a hernia, right? Mm -hmm. How do you, how do children get hernias? Good. Hernia, let's see. In general, a hernia starts with a pressure on an organ 
of your intestine or your intestines a hernia forms when this pressure happens in the same area as a weakened muscle or tissue some people are born with weak muscles or tissues that isn't fully developed however most people get hernia as their body age and their muscles weakened that's what it says <clears throat> the main cause is a combination of pressure and an opening or weakness of muscle so there it goes for y'all that's your fact on that but yeah i was in second grade and i was like in so much pain and i remember the doctor telling my mom like we have to operate her like now because see if it explodes and she could die <gasps> and i was like hernias explode yeah at least at least i don't remember correctly but i thought it was just like um i didn't think hernias exploded uh, <clears throat> yeah hernias don't go away on their own only surgery can repair a hernia oh wow so they they can erupt how serious is a sir oh yeah a strangulated hernia can be life-threatening if it isn't treated but i don't think it was like you know what i'm thinking maybe i thought it was gonna explode because i always felt like it was a ball you mm -hmm. know that's what i probably Pero te dolía. yeah that shit was painful like you know, there was one time they had to leave school because i was in so much pain like so much pain that i was laying down on the couch and i was like oh my god it hurts and then it hurts and then it hurts and i had to like tell my mom and then one time we were having dinner uh -huh. and i was going like this and i was like oh my god it hurts and my my stepdad was like don't touch yourself like he thought <gasps> i was like touching myself uh -huh. but my mom's like no se está she's tocando porque my hernia was like pues acá abajo, you uh -huh. know? and he's like no se está tocando donde tiene la hernia and then he's like it does it hurt and i'm like yeah and then i started crying because it was hurting during the dinner so i had to leave in an ambulance Oh, man. Yeah. So you got and I was surgery. So young. I was, yeah, I got surgery. It was so, I was so young. I was like in first, second grade, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah, that was my first, I feel like, death life threatening. Yeah. And I mean, near death, not like majorly, but still painfully. And yes. then my second one was in 2020, right before COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, it all started. I remember I would get some pain right here. Like a key, like right under my boobs, like uh, like I was hungry or just like a like if I had a, a fart atorado, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Like cuando tienes un pedo atorado and then like your stomach hurts and you're just like damn and then you fart and it's just like <sighs> relieving. Like, yeah. Okay. And it was like that and I'm just like and I would joke around with Ron. I'm like oh my god, it was always at the same time though, same time. But you you would think you're gassy. And you just couldn't. I just felt like I had a stomach ache. But mm -hmm. I didn't think, because Roland would be like, oh, maybe you have to fart. And I'm like, well, it's not. Oh, it is recording. I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't know. But it hurts. It hurts, you know. Like, every day me dolía. Siempre. And then um, there was For how long did you have the pain for, though? Like a month. That's a long time. Yeah, it is. You, you probably have high pain tolerance then. I think A I whole do. month? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> i'm like if this don't go away in two days i'm going to the doctor <laughs> <laughs> no yeah and then um <clears throat> that happened one weekend i remember one friday i was working with the attorneys and um i drank coffee because i was so tired so i drank coffee to wake me up and then i ended up shitting like black at work but i'm like oh like my black, god black like black like that like black like this it looked like coffee grounds yeah <laughs> so i thought 
oh my god, it's the coffee. It really messed up my stomach, you know, because coffee's dark. So you always look at you poop whenever you poop? Do you always look at it? I always look at it. Me too. You do. I mean, I think you have to, my especially sister, now. My sister told me if your poop floats, it's bad. If your poop floats, it's bad? Yeah, it has to sink. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why I forgot why, but she told me. She's like, uh-huh. it's really bad. I mean, like the color, if it's like fuchsia blue or something or hot pink, it's bad or stuff like that. I've never shed hot pink. I've I've pooped like blue. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't eat anything blue. Why am I pooping blue? <laughs> Why you know? is it though? Do you know? So I looked it up and it was like, well, if you poop like that for more than like a week, yeah, go to the doctor. But if you just poop like that, like two times. Yeah, because sometimes I feel like it's the dye on the food. <gasps> no, like el color que tiene la comida. Pues te digo. Yeah. Like you I didn't eat nothing. Yeah. But sometimes you'd be surprised, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. <clears throat> so you. Yeah, so I pooped really and black. It was like uh-huh. coffee grounds. And I was feeling like uh, sluggish, me sentía mal. And then that day, I remember that it was the day that it was a Friday. I was getting my air fryer and my robot, like, you know, for the house. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited because I wanted to try the air fryer. And when I tell you I got home, I was so tired that I was like, me siento mal. Like, me sentía like, like I couldn't breathe. And like, I just felt like something was wrong, you know. So then I told her, I'm not even going to mess with it. I'm just going to go lay down. And then but I you think, had a fever or no fever? No fever. Mm-hmm. No, nothing. And um, it was just my body just feeling like, I need to go to sleep. I'm too tired. I probably overworked myself. Because that's when I was going to the gym at 5. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, dang. So I'm a fiaco start and I woke up like at 3 in the morning. Saturday already, right? And then I go to the restroom. I shit again. And then I faint. Like, I wake, I fainted, dude. Like In the toilet? Like, yeah, I was sitting down, and I feel like I must have fainted because I woke up on the floor. Like, <gasps> yo solita. Butt naked and everything? Yeah. With your poop right there? In the toilet, yeah. <gasps> and you didn't wipe your butt now that you were just, like, I fainted. fainted. Yeah, like. <gasps> Evelyn. Yeah, I just fainted. Like, I mean, it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, let me clean myself. And faint right away. No, like you literally fainted. I didn't even remember like fainting. Like I just remember waking up from the floor, and I remember because I had like something on my shoulder. Porque me pegué. Caca. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. Tenía una marca. Because uh, I mean, I bruise easily. Yeah. You know. And then you I woke probably up. Hit yourself on the. So then I called for Roland because Roland was in the office in the room. My room's over there, you know. And we have a restroom in the room. Uh-huh. And then I I called Roland and I'm like, man, I think I just fainted. And he's like, are you okay? So he helped me get up and everything. I was like, man, I really don't feel good. And then I'm like, and he's like, just get in the shower. So Roland sentonai like just waiting for me in the toilet so I can shower just in case like I needed help, you know. Or if you fainted again. Yeah. So he was just there waiting for me and um. Yeah, and I showered, got out, and I'm just like, man, I really still don't feel good. And he's like, well, just lay down. And I'm like, all right. And laying down made me feel better. Porque lo que tú tenías era cansancio. You don't know from like, what, but yeah. you were just feeling yeah. cansado. But I do think, like, if you see the body, like, your your blood is flowing, right? Yeah. And I was losing blood, basically, right? You feel like you're... you're, you're I, the, what I was pooping out was blood que estaba sentada en mi panza. Coagulada. Like, old blood. <gasps> That was sitting in my stomach. Yeah. That's so crazy. So that's why my stomach was hurting. Yeah, you, you were, know? Yeah. And I kept pooping it out. So but technically, my body didn't have a... Like, I was... Po- lo, que, lo que yo tenía era una vein reventada. reventada. Uh-huh. Yeah. Behind my stomach. So it was like 
throwing all this blood that my body needed and I was pooping it out basically. And um, so my so me being laying down, I feel like my 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 blood set ponía así en mi cuerpo and I was okay. Yeah. But if I would stand up, I feel like me sentía like mareada. Yeah, uh -huh. like no me sentía bien. Me acosté, we went to the doctor early in the morning. I woke up and I said, like, man, I don't feel good. Like, me siento mal. And he's like, well, let's go to the doctor. And I'm like, okay. So I called. We went to this Colombian doctor right there by, um, what street? College? Mm -hmm. You know where the T-Mobile is at? On the Stala Señora de los Tamales? No. It's like a little shopping strip. There's a Colombian oh, doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So I walked in there and then they're doing the things on the me. The green tamal place, right? Tiene un letrero verde. I think so. Yeah. And, um... I go and I'm just like, oh yeah, this is happening. And then Roland's like, yeah, like she pooped like coffee ground because he saw, you know, it's Elvio. Because pues como me he's like, what the heck, you know? And um, he 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 told them everything, and the nurse's face was like, scared. you gotta go to the yeah. ER type. So of she's stuff. like, pero me voy a hablar al doctor. So the doctor came and then he started telling me, and I'm like chilling, and then he's like was it like this and i'm like yeah and then he's like leave right now do not even pay the consultation fee leave you need to go to the hospital like tell them that this is what it is because i think you have internal bleeding it was internal internal i was internally bleeding yeah and so then, he literally spotted it right there and then yeah and without then, even checking you yeah and then he's like uh, you need to go he's like you need to tell them they need to put a camera through your mouth or through your butt you know uh-huh And then when he said that, I got so scared. I'm like, no, Milo was at my father-in-law, so Roland had to call. Like, that's when we weren't really leaving Milo anywhere, you know? And Milo, chiquito. Yeah, he was little. He was a year and a half. And uh, he was like, uh, you need to... We called my father-in-law, like, I'm going to take her to the hospital. I told my sister, she's like, go to Bayshore because her doctor's there so we can get you in faster. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. So we go... They see me and they're like, basically, they didn't take me serious. They did all the exams, though. Me sacaron sangre, me hicieron x-ray, me hicieron MRI, like, everything. Y no me, no me encontraba nada, you know. They're like, you're healthy, you're fine. Como era como que I was faking it, uh -huh. almost, you know. So they're like, you have colitis. Colitis is cuando one of your intestines, I think it's your large intestine, se te hincha. Mm. I think that's what it is. Y le pus no obvio, like, and I was from, like, and I told Roland, I'm like, how is it that they're saying that that's from down here? But my pain is up here, you know? I was like, whatever. They're the doctors. They fucking know, you know? So they sent me home Saturday. That's fine, whatever. I'm feeling like shit, right? Still, no me sentía bien. Sunday, era Roland era padrino de confirmation to one of his cousins. So then he had left early. His parents came to pick me and Milo up. And Roland's mom's like, that morning I ate some grapes. Uh -huh. And I threw them up that morning. And Roland's mom's like, te miras mal, like, te miras pálida, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't feel good. Like, I don't feel you good. You haven't been feeling good. And then she's like, man, necesitas comer. You need to eat. And I was like, I ate grapes, but I threw them up. But siento que no, no me cayeron bien, right? So she's like, okay. This is already Sunday. We leave church. We go to eat. I eat okay. I don't throw it up. We went to the Chinese buffet, people. Uh-huh. Like, one of the restaurants. I was like, all right, whatever. I'm okay. And okay. then... um. Roland's mom's like, man, Evelyn, te miras pálida. And Roland's like, no, she doesn't. Like, she looks fine, you know. No las pantes. <laughs> and um, so that was that, right? And we come home. Roland, ya en la noche. Roland's like, I'm gonna go to the gym. And he's like, are you sure you're okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. He bought me a Subway so I can eat it. You were gonna go to the gym? No, Roland was gonna oh, go okay. to the gym. I was like, girl. No, I wasn't feeling good. Uh -huh. So Elsa fue con su brother. And then um, 
as soon as he gets there, like, I call him because as soon as he leaves, I end up having to throw up my sandwich. And I start throwing up, and I start throwing up, like, um, así como dark, you know? And I was like, what the heck? But it never clicked to me. This whole time, that it didn't click to me that since Friday, I'm throwing up. I mean, I'm shitting, like... Black. Yeah. Uh-huh. But to me, it was never, like... Black. To me, it was never black. It was just super dark. Uh-huh. I never clicked, like, oh, it's black, you know? And uh, I started throwing up, and I'm like this... So that Milo couldn't get too close to me. Mm. So while I'm throwing up, he's over here pretending like he's like, eh, eh, like he's pretending like he's, he's throwing he's up here too. And a half, yeah. You know, so he's pretending. So then I start crying because I'm just you're like pretending. Yeah, I start crying because I really don't feel okay. And at this point, I'm like, what is going on? Like, I didn't know what was going on, and I didn't feel even good enough to carry him. Mm-hmm. So like, I was sitting down in like Aya in my in my restroom. And then, yeah, me limpio. I start hugging him and I call rolling crying. I'm like, babe, I don't feel good. Like, I'm sorry, but can you come back home? Like, I can't even carry him. And he's like, yeah, I'm on my way. But somehow before he got here, his mom got here. Like, Roland's mom. From she how? showed up. I think Roland habló para decirle que no me sentía bien. Oh. And she knew I was here with me. Uh-huh. So she pulled up. And then she's like, Evelyn, ¿qué tienes? You know? And I'm like, honestly, no sé. But mind you, this whole time in a tarde, I'm like laying down on the floor, like, because I need to feel coolness in my body, but just laying down. Like, I didn't feel good. And Roland's like, damn, laying down helps you, right? And I'm like, yeah. So Roland's mom came here. I'm like, no me siento bien. And I started crying. I'm like, she's like, ¿qué tienes, mija? Like, the light would bother me at that point already. Oh, man. Because I would get headaches, you know? And I get headaches a lot. So she's like, ¿Qué tienes, mija? I'm like, no me siento bien. Like, I don't know what's wrong. Like, I just know I don't feel okay. And she's like, ¿Quieres que me lleve a Milo? You know? And obviously me, I'm just like, no. Like, but at that time, I'm like, yeah. Like, you should take him. Porque I can't even carry him. Like, I don't feel well enough to carry that him. That is so sad. And then she's, and I think that's when she knew something was for real wrong. Because you never was, give up your kid. I never let them take him like that, you know? And then, but Roland didn't want, at this point, ya llegó Roland, right? Yeah. And Roland no quería. Que se llevaran a Milo. Que se llevaran a Milo. He's like, no, babe, I got you. I got you and I got him. Like, I'm like, no, babe, you don't understand. Like, I don't feel good enough to even carry him. Like, no lo puedo cargar. Like, I can't even sit up. Like, I have to be laying down right now. Like, I don't feel good at all. And then he's like, all right, I guess, right? So then his mom takes him. It's already like 1030, I want to say. I'm like, I'm going to lay down. Ya se fue. Se fue Milo. Se fue. And I started crying because I was like, oh, my God. Like, mi bebé. Yeah. I was like, what is, in my mind, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, I want to get back so fast. Like, you want to get ready. Yeah, yeah you, you want to go. I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, it, it, I was so mad, you know. At yourself, I was like, like, yeah, like, uh-huh. what the fuck, Evelyn? Like, get it together. Figure it out. Uh-huh. Figure it out. Because Milo's literally gone already. Like, he left. He's not sleeping here tonight because you're not feeling good. You know? These are thoughts, right? Uh-huh. And so Roland's like, all right, do you feel okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just go work. And then se va a trabajar. And then I get up to go to the restroom and I throw up a lot. Again, dark, black, right? I throw up a lot. At this point, I started crying, girl, porque I couldn't feel my legs. I couldn't get back up. And I called Roland. I'm like, babe, I can't walk. Like, I seriously like, can't walk right now. You feel crippled like, now. Like, you're like yeah, like, crippled. I had like, I was like sitting like sassy sideways because uh-huh. I was throwing out. I was like, carry me porque no puedo caminar. Like, I can't feel my legs. And that's what freaked me out. That's what freaked me out. I was like, oh, my God, I cannot walk. I can't get up. Like, 
what the fuck you know your legs went numbed yeah they went numb like completely like i couldn't feel my legs and i was like oh my god like i'm not gonna walk like you know mm-hmm. and then um he's like all right let me just he's like let me save whatever i was working on and and i was like oh yeah i'm gonna call my mom so i call my mom crying i'm like oh my god i'm gonna go to the hospital i don't feel good and my mom knows i'm not one to be like we al hospital yeah uh-huh. she knows i'm not like one for attention mm-hmm. you know so i'm like i'm gonna go to the hospital and i start freaking out because i'm calling my mom to tell her you know and she's like it's okay mija da-da-da. she's like es que te i'm like no it's okay like i'm gonna go with roland you know and then this is already yes like 11 11 30 <clears throat> we go back to bayshore i text my sister i'm like hey i'm going back to the hospital the only reason i went back there is because um they had already had me on Saturday. So I'm like, they have my tests, you know, so I don't have to run them again. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, we show up. When we show up, I don't remember how we even got there. No me acuerdo, like, like nada. You like, feel the like ride there? I feel like I was black, black you were in, in and out. Oh. Yeah. And then we get there and Ron is like, can you walk? walk? And I'm like, yeah, I think I can. And I remember getting out and I just falling and he caught me like, and I'm like, I need to throw up. And I go throw up behind the car and he's like, I can't get up anymore. And he's like, he carried me, me puso en el carro. He's like, just stay here. And as I'm waiting for him, I'm just like in, in and, and out. out. Uh-huh. And then he says that he ran to, and then he's like, I need a wheelchair. I need a wheelchair. Like, you know, and then he. Todo desesperado like a movie, dude. Yeah, literally. <gasps> and, um. Yeah, he brought me, he put me in the wheelchair, we went inside, and I feel like uh, the lights were so bright that, like, at this point, when he's, he says that when he's, we got in there, like, he could see me clearly, and he's like, I was so pale, like, my lips were, like, white. He's like, at that point, he's like, I thought you were dying, like, in the wheelchair, and I'm like, yeah, I was dying, because at, at that point, I did back out, and I could see just Milo, like, in my head, you know what I mean? Like, it's for real, like, that's for real. I don't know how people, like, they're, like, yeah, the experience of, like, almost, like, leaving the world, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and honestly, like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was just, like, like, I I feel like my head was back, you know, because on the wheelchair, and I was, like, I see. And I told him, I'm, I don't know if it's because the lights were so bright that made my eyes, like, hella dark because they were closed, you know? You know when, like, light hits you? And I'm, like, but for sure. Like, I was just thinking about Milo. Like, it was just Milo in my head. Milo, like, Milo, you know? And I could kind of, like, wake up and see Roland, like, talking to the people. Uh-huh. And I could tell he was scared. He estaba preocupado, you know? And I don't know where, like, I just feel like this gush. Like, como when you're on your period and uh-huh. te sale, you know? And I'm, like, literally in PJs in the middle of the fucking emergency room, right? I, I'm like this, and I feel, like, the hotness coming out. Like, if I started my period, and I'm just, I go like that, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm bleeding. Like, to myself, and then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm bleeding. I'm like, babe, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding. And then he's like, what? I'm like, I'm bleeding. Like, I see, Uh you know? And then the girl's like, we're going to get you into the room. We're going to get you into a room right now. So then I remember, like, from there, like, Roland saw I was bleeding, you know? But it was because ya me estaba saliendo without me. Like, it was my body just fleshing everything out yeah like i had no control like oh i feel like throwing up let me go 
it wasn't like that it was more like your body just acting reacting on its own yeah like flushing my old blood out that it was sitting in my stomach for so long you know and um dad they gave me to emergency room i mean to an operation room because usually they take mad long dude yeah no they got me i was in the wheelchair maybe for like a few minutes and then they put me in i think it was just me like oh my god i'm bleeding i'm bleeding like that they were like they were just needing my information yeah Yeah. so they put me in an or like an operation room Mm -hmm. and we had a nurse and at this point girl excuse me sáqueme y sáqueme y sáqueme sangre De donde? Si no tuvos si... de sangre, girl. Yeah. And so some point, at some point, they realized that my hemoglobin was super low. Like, uh-huh. yeah, I think it's supposed to be like at 12 to 15. And mine was like at 7. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was like at 7 something. And basically, that happened. It was the night shift. Nurse. I had to go to the restroom. And then they took me with in a wheelchair with mm-hmm. Roland. And, um. Just stop, Roland estaba en el baño conmigo. And then he's like, I sat down because I felt like, wait, puppy, you can eat him. <laughs> yes. You did it by yourself? Good <gasps> job. Mira. High five, dude. Good job. Oh, you can eat him. He said, I did it on my own. Yeah. <laughs> Pero te vino a pedir permiso, dude. You could have just ate him. Yeah. He came to say, oh, can I, I did it. Can yeah. I get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's so cute. And, um, and they said, Roland, that when I was sitting down on the toilet, like, I was, like, in and out, you know? And then I just fucking me desmayé. And I went back and me pegué en la cabeza on the metal When you thing. were trying to use the restroom? When I was trying to... And then Roland's like, oh, shit, baby, me hizo para... Like, me agarró. Uh-huh. And um, he's like, nurse, nurse. Pero ya te habías pegado. Ajá, porque me desmayé, you know? Yeah. But he's like, I was fine, you know? And then I just, like, went back and I hit my head. I'm like, honestly, I don't even, like, remember the pain of me hitting my mm. head and um but yeah man i feel bad for him porque he was like stressed like this is something that he doesn't even like have like the knowledge of like you yeah. know and um so then that happened basically that nurse was like you need to get a doctor que te ponga la, la camera la camera you know but it was just the they dropped the ball a lot porque no se comunicaban me estaban sacando sangre when this nurse was like no more blood to work if they come tell them no mm-hmm. you know so then Roland was like that. I couldn't eat anything. So then not even ice chips because in the they let you eat ice chips, you know, nada. So my lips were so, so dry, dry. that Roland would just grab a ice and me los ponía en mi lips así. Like I couldn't eat it, but he would let me because uh-huh. I couldn't drink water either. And then that happened. And then they basically moved me to a less emergency room, you know, and then the doctors came. They're like, hey, all your tests are good, whatever, whatever you're fine you know mm. so my stepmom shows up she's a nurse my ex-stepmom because mm-hmm. she's not with my dad no more she's so she shows up she shows up and she takes over right to talk to the nurse to be like hey we need this da, 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 da. yeah yeah so then um at that point like her and Roland would i remember like i would black out and wake up and they would have conversations but they had to be in the the room with the lights off because my head was hurting like like it, me dolía, like it was pounding the light would bother me you know mm-hmm. sometimes i felt bad because i remember like i had no control of my body anymore at this point and they would be talking i'm just like i went like i went already like you peed on yourself or you no it was like blood it was blood yeah it was like the black blood and my stepmom me, me limpiaba wow. so i feel like i've always I'm always gonna have a special place for, for her, her in my heart porque she, she helped me. Yeah, she yeah. took care of me, you know, and she helped Roland a lot when I was going through it. And um, 
I had my my doctor was my nurse was a guy. He was Jamaican. He say I'm a silver shout out silver man because he also like saved my life, and but he wouldn't be there to clean me when I would go. His the tech the tech was so mm-hmm. that was a girl. But ella nunca le dijo que how I was pooping. Nomás me estaba le ayudaba a mi stepmama a limpiarme. So then at some point Sin my decirle, stepmama. Seems like this is what I'm looking at. Yeah. Every time I clean her. So at some point a doctor came. Una girl vino una India. She's like, hey, like so. Everything looks fine, you know, you're super healthy for your age, like, there's nothing wrong, you know. And my stepmom's like, something's wrong with her. Like, y'all need to put the, the camera, camera, you know. So she's like, so what we can do is, we can do it tonight, later, later tonight, and um, you won't eat, or we can do it tomorrow morning and you can eat. Right now. Right now. So I was starving and I'm just like, I want to eat right now. And my mom, my stepmom was like, No. You need to do the surgery tonight. Like, you need to do it tonight. And then, uh, how much time? Okay. And she's like, no, you need to do the surgery, like, tonight. Yourself. Uh-huh. So she's like, okay, I'll book it. And I was so pissed because I was like, man, I'm fucking hungry. I've been here. This is already, yeah, like, this is Monday hours. night. Uh-huh. This is already Monday night, you know? No, thank you, papi. You can eat it. She doesn't want some. Thank you, though. Thank you. You got four? Okay. You can eat them. Comételos. Because I got four at the store. Because I got four at the store. At the store. Okay. Thank you, Milo. And um, he's so thoughtful. He's like, before I finish, do you want some? (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, so I was so mad because I was like, I'm starving, you know. And honestly, I want to say that Roland didn't eat this whole time either. Like, él estaba con... Nunca me dejó sola. Like, él nunca me dejó sola. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was like, man, I'm hungry, you know. But my stepmom was like, no, you need to get this surgery done. So then I shit again. It was to the point that I was shitting so much, girl, that I was so annoyed with myself that I'd be like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just went, like, annoyed that I had to tell them because I was just like, I couldn't stop you, yeah, it. Yeah, you, you didn't have control. Yeah. It was so annoying. Like, it was annoying. Like, imagine your period, but coming through your ass, like, times fucking 20. Yeah. Like that. With the black, old blood, basically, you know? And I was so annoyed. I was did so have upset a smell at my... or no? No, I, I don't think... Oh, yeah. Roland said it did smell really bad. Like what? Como podrido, I guess. Mm. Porque he said it did stink. I feel bad. <laughs> this is wow. how you know we going together to the yeah. end man he's all the worst of me like for sure you know and uh so yeah like i was just so annoyed you know i was like i was done with myself well i was more mad at myself because i was just like i couldn't figure out what was wrong i was so upset like man this is i would think like man i drink fucking teas i don't even drink coffee i work out like i eat healthy like you're I'm like, a tea girl, like, yeah. me was like, I'm a tea girl, like, how, how is it me with treating my body so well, not that I don't eat hot Cheetos and that stuff, you know, I do, but I feel like I would, in a moderate way, yeah, like, not in an abusive way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but still, like, the working out, the drinking water, the drinking teas, I would prefer tea over coffee, yeah. like, I was so upset, like, damn, you know. So basically, I went one time, and my the, my, my stepmom told the tech, don't throw the, the 
the diaper away or that toalla. She's like, they leave it there. Make the lab, like, take leave it, to the it lab. there so that the nurse can see it. Dude, when he saw that, he's like, oh no. He he came in and he saw that, the, the, the toalla uh-huh. or the diaper, whatever. And um, it wasn't really a diaper. It was like a... Just like know? a little rag that they put the cotonete, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, he's like, oh my God. Like he, He's like, give me five minutes. And he left. He came back and then... Next thing you know, they're taking me to go do the surgery. Because he's like, that's, she's internally bleeding. She's dying. Like, she needs to get the surgery right now, basically. So then, so that's when the camera, they did the whole camera thing? Yeah, me tocó con un doctor, Dr. Ojeda. Shout out to him. He saved my life, you know, with this this silver. And um, so basically, uh, which is so wild because this whole time that I'm having a shitty time there, the Jamaican. At first, I didn't like him because I was like, he's not taking care of me. Like, he's not taking me serious, you know. But then he started to take me serious and he started mm-hmm. to be there, you know. And he was funny. As soon as the freaking nurse showed him. Yeah. Oh, so let me tell you. When I was in the OR, when I had just gotten there, they gave me um, one bag, the sangre. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know but, how? Yeah, they, they gave you because you were I was in blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was low. My hemoglobin was low. So then when I was in the in the waiting room, like where they less less emergent and like less emergency room, um, me dieron otra. I want to say it was the second bag, you know. So I was already two bags of blood que me están dando. But your body is like getting rid of it. But yeah, so... Like, basically, I was flushing out old blood that them giving me one bag wasn't enough for my body. Mm-hmm. So then that happened. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go. They, they did the surgery. Um, I remember, like, seeing Roland, like, I was laying down, like, I see. And he was there in the door before they closed the, the operation room. Because he, he, he had to leave. He had to leave, yeah. So him and my stepmom, like, they were there and they closed the door. And he says that um, as soon as they closed, he started crying because he's like, he didn't know if I was going to make it or not, you know, because it was just like the outcome of yeah. that surgery. And then um, so basically they did it. And I just woke up. I remember waking up like in Janun, like a curtain, uh-huh. you know, the rooms like that are like Recu- recuperating. Like, rooms. Yeah. yeah. And then the doctors was sitting down, you know, and Dr. Ojeda and he's like, hey, good morning or something like that. Or, hey, like, how are you? I don't know what he said. And um, I was like, hey. And then he's like, oh, I just want to tell you, like, you should go play the lottery. I was like, why? He's like, because you're so lucky that this only happens to, like, one in whatever number. Of people. Of people. He's like, this is, like, super rare to happen, like, internal bleeding, you know, like, uh-huh. like that. Like, basically out of nowhere. No cost to it. It was just out of nowhere when my vein decided, oh, today's the day. To erupt. Yeah. And he's like, that is so, this is more common in like 40 and up. like elderly people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, but not on somebody super healthy and young like you, you know. And he's like, so yeah, you should go play the lottery, basically. I was wow. like, wow. I was like, whoa, lucky me, you yeah. know, like <laughs> I basically almost died because I'm so lucky, you know. <laughs> and um, you're yeah. like, this is what we have to go through so Rolling can see that I'm such a great person. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so worth it. You know, he showed me pictures and yeah. it was like, Cuando a un pie, cuando le cortas, and then the, they're just splashing out. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how my really vein was. It was such a tiny vein. So the vein didn't come out on any of the x-rays or MRI porque it was behind my... Stomach. My stomach, you know, so they could only see it if they put the camera. Wow. Yeah. So that happened. That's not the end of the story. 
because they send me to the regular room, the recovery room. Now this is a more private room. I still can't eat. At this point, I'm super hinchada. Like, porque todo lo que me están dando, los líquidos, you know? Yeah. The, El suero recover. y todo. Yeah. yeah. And then um, my Roland leaves. He doesn't want to leave. So my mom's like, it's okay. I got it. She, you can go, you know? So he decides to finally go home, you know? Cause go see me. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, this is already like Tuesday. And my mom's there. And I want to say that. So they, they cerraron la de esa. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they burned it. My vein. So I'm okay. I'm not gushing blood out anymore. But I'm still pooping my old blood. Yeah. You know. So my hemoglobin was lower, girl. It was at a six point something. Yeah. Because they weren't giving me blood. Uh-huh. So my they body wasn't like, creating, uh-huh. you know, the blood that it needed. Not fast enough. Not yeah. fast enough. So then I también otra vez. I was dying. Porque no. Cuando dicen, like, because I'm flushing out this old blood. I didn't have enough blood in my body. My hemoglobin was lower. And era una, una, la nurse era una india, I remember. Super nice old lady. So my mom, my mom, you don't, she don't play, you know. Mm-hmm. I know me and my mom have had a rough relationship, you know. But she's never played when I came down to, like, school or, like, Your stuff health, like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I remember that um, she was like, if y'all don't help her, I'm going to take her out of this hospital right now. Because I was doing so bad. Like, at this point, I was, I, I was going to get a fever. Like, porque estaba, like, sentía mal, you uh-huh. know. And it was that. It was just that they needed to give me more blood. And um, then the doctor came to see me. He ordered the blood for me. He made it on two, two more bags. Mm-hmm. So technically, I, I got a four total bags. of four bags. Yeah. De sangre. So, yeah, cuando me operaron, me dieron two more bags. And I was good. And I didn't see Milo until Wednesday morning. Mm. And he didn't recognize me. No. He didn't recognize me porque my face estaba swollen. Uh-huh. Like, hinchada. I didn't even recognize myself, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, dang. Like... And I remember he was a baby and he just saw me and he was just like, but he couldn't, I couldn't carry him either. You were still very weak. No, papi, no, thank you. You don't want any more? Just the last one. It's okay. Eat it. <laughs> yeah, last double check in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He, I couldn't carry him. So my suegra like lo sentó ahí en la bed. Uh, Roland's tía me hizo beets, me compró beets juice. Uh-huh. ¿Cómo se dice en español? Betabel or something like that. Yeah, or they call it remolacha. Oh yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Remolacha. Yeah, she made, she bought, she got me a juice from like mi tienda, and because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, this is a really good juice for, for you, you know, because post all your recovery, and I couldn't carry Milo for like two weeks, three weeks. Technically, it's like a month, but at the third week, I think I was carrying him already, because like, how could I not, you know, mm-hmm. like he's my son and he's so baby, because they still need a lot from you, you know, and. uh yeah, so it was it was tough, and this happened right before COVID. So that's what happened to me, the last week of February, and then the second week of March. Everything that's when got everything closed, shut, shut down. Shut down yeah. yeah, but um, it's crazy because I told if that would have happened to me while COVID, I would have fucking died. Yeah, like you know, I feel like the hospitals were just killing people. Like Roland wasn't gonna be able to be there with me. Yeah, you know, and he would have been like nobody would have been pushing for you. You would have just been like waiting there for the doctors. to Yeah, just... oh, because the doctor said we're glad you got it today. Porque if you would have waited to tomorrow, you would have not. You wouldn't have made it. Wow. And I was like, damn. My stepmom told me get the surgery today. Uh huh. You know, and I was so mad at her because I was so, so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But 
yeah it was pretty long guys i know i've talked about this story and um this is much more i was drunk when i did talk about it though it was, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> it was for one of those my birthday episodes like yeah. one of the first first episodes that we dropped um so i didn't, i don't think i went too full into detail roland was able to give his part of it in that episode of we how wanted. freaked out he was yeah but shout out to him because man he took care of you he took care of me he did what he was supposed to yeah what about your so i'm like let me start because mine are kind of short they're not that long they're like yeah because i feel like mine yours mine was, was a, long but it's yeah, just because there's it, so much that plays into it you know it was weeks of you yeah because when esta londra came for her episode we went on a break and i told her about it and, and you were like shook i know you're i like, want to cry, cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like yeah it's yeah. pretty tough but i feel like i always tell the story in like not full detail because it's so much yeah. like right now it took me almost 30 minutes just to, to say it all. the full story you know yeah. but what about yours <sighs> so when i was probably like 15 years old well let me see okay so i feel like i kind of died probably not because i always tell people i never experienced a, a piece like what i felt the day that i thought i died like i never experienced that's that sense of peace that like oh everything's good now yeah so i overdosed on drugs yeah when i was like probably like 15 in the barber shop where i used to work at Mm-hmm. you were already a barber yeah i was a barber since i was 14 oh dang mm-hmm. oh yeah you did say it's like 13 yeah right? it's been 13 years now so probably when i was 15 i and it's so funny because that day girl that is not funny no way it's so fun this now it's funny because i i overdosed because i thought my mom was gonna go through my room and look for my drugs and stuff because i feel like she was already on to me right mm-hmm. so i was like okay i'm gonna take my drugs with me to work but it was like i did ecstasy oh okay i would do ecstasy and i would smoke weed so i remember i had ecstasy right and i was just it was probably like five bars that i had oh my god and i was thinking like okay me las voy a llevar and she's not gonna find them blah 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 pero i don't know why my mom would take me to work right and i feel like she's gonna ask to empty my pockets i don't know i was already i was ya estaba yo on on drugs that day mm-hmm. when i was thinking she's gonna go i was in a panicky mood i was very paranoid yeah i was like in a panicky mood so i was like um no 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 i'm gonna have a mommy then i thought no she's gonna look through my stuff and she's Before gonna look, I get off yeah she's gonna be like a ver, sacate, que tienes en la bolsa or something so i ate them i took them all i took five ecstasy pills before well before we went before i went to work and when i was working i was panicking and i was like chill chill like you'll be fine you're gonna be good but i was cutting hair and i was like i couldn't breathe i felt like i wasn't breathing anymore so i remember when i'm done with this haircut i'm gonna go to the restroom and i'm just gonna chill right i'm gonna tell them that i don't feel good and i won't have to cut for the rest of the day so i went to the restroom and i looked at myself in the mirror and i was like you're okay you're fine nothing's gonna happen to you but i just couldn't breathe and i i remember i grabbed water and i splashed it on my face to try to like um come back to life like yeah snap out out, of it snap out of it yeah so i just remember walking out of the restroom and fainting boom i collapsed so after this i don't remember what happened obviously right but the the barbershop owners or the owner con el hermano de la owner 
they were like, oh my God, what happened? Right? So they came to me, I guess. And then they, I just remember waking up in the couch and on the back room in the barbershop, there was a couch like on a little break area. Me acostaron and um, I, <clears throat> I remember like not being able to breathe and just hearing them say, um, take off her shoes or desamarrale el... El pantalón, uh-huh, and that's all I remember them saying. And then I was just out of so, out of all of a sudden, I literally felt, and I'm I'm never gonna forget. I felt like I was flying off, like como que I, I was Your going. Your spirit or something? No, no, I don't even know. I just felt like I was gonna fly, and this was just this overwhelming piece that I was like, oh, I'm good. Like I'm fine. I can finally breathe. Yeah, but she was over here telling me like, girl, you was dying, like. I started um, foaming out of my mouth, and she said that my my hands started like you know entiesándose and mm-hmm. like stretching. Like she's like you were like just your whole body was like stretching out. Y te like like when you know whenever you get yeah. knocked out, yeah, and well, your body goes into shock, yeah, yeah. And she was trying to like put they my hands down. Your mom. Um. So okay. So agarró un de este de, de <clears throat> alcohol, alcohol, y me lo puso en la la nariz. And out of nowhere, I came back, right? Pero I thought I was okay already. But when I came back, I was like, I can't breathe. I still couldn't breathe. Porque I did wake up. And yeah. I still couldn't breathe. And she had told me, ya le llamé a tu papá, blah, blah, blah. Are you okay? No has comido? Like, that's what she thought, that I hadn't ate or something. And I was like, sí, no he comido, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my dad came to pick me up. <clears throat> but yeah. And you went that home? Was in your, yeah, I went home. But I'm telling you, God has, has, was already with me because when I got home, I told my dad, Papa, no, no puedo respirar, you know. And he was pissed because he was watching a soccer game, I remember. <laughs> he had to come pick me up. <laughs> wow. He was, like, mad. He was quiet the whole time. He didn't ask me, like, ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué tienes? No, he was mad that he wasn't watching his soccer game. <laughs> so we tu were, mom no sabía? No, mi mom no sabía. Where was she? So, what do you mean? Well, she was home, but oh. my parents never had good communication, like, they never communicate things to each other about like that's weird yeah never communicate like i have to tell my mom and i'll be like mom but she'll be like ya le dice su papá i'm like i thought you were gonna tell him ya pasaron como cinco días like my dad hasn't no sabe nada you know yeah. like they never communicated yeah. they expect us to tell yeah so basically yeah i got home right and this is how i know god's always been with me when i got to the house i remember my little sister might not remember this but yo me acuerdo que um she's a year younger than me me acosté en la cama. We had we shared rooms, right? Me acosté en la cama and, and my bed is this way, oh. her bed is this way. Mm-hmm. Yo me acosté kind of like diagonally um, and she she saw that one tear came out of my eye because I was just like telling God, if you let me live, because I was like, si me duermo, ya no me voy a levantar. I know it. No me voy a levantar. And I was telling God, if you, you let me live. That, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <safe>. Don't spray <laughs> it. <laughs> I was praying to God. I was like, without even knowing who he was right i was just like you're the guy you're the guy that that has my life is in your hands right now right yeah so i was like if you let me live i'll never do drugs again right so he let me live then yeah i did i went and did drugs again because drugs is freaking the worst enemy you can have it's addicting yeah it's very addicting so okay so he did let me live but it was i suddenly was able to breathe because when my sister asked me que tienes and i was just like no me siento bien she just hugged me she gave me like one side hug and yeah after that i was able to breathe yeah i was like what the heck like yeah like 
I feel good. Like, ya puedo respirar. So I was like, now that you look back at it, you're like, that was probably God, you know? Yeah, having her hug you. Yeah, like a genuine, of, I don't know. Me pongo a pensar, like, maybe I needed a, a real love gesture, you know? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, so. Because, you know, así, look, I forgot to tell you, like, with um, the silver guy, uh-huh. the, the nurse, he was the last person. He finished his shift, and he went home, and I went through the whole process of recovery, uh-huh. right? And then as soon as when we were leaving, it was rolling and I was in the wheelchair. I tell you, it is God. Porque when I opened the elevator, Sabrio, and I was going to get off, he, he was, was the one. Uh-huh. And he's like, Princess, you made it. Like, he thought I was going to die. Uh-huh. You know, he's like, Princess, you made it. And then Roland le dijo, man, thank you so much. Like, porque él fue he el was que the one who caught it. Yeah. yeah, él fue el que hizo la emergency. Like, she needs it now. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, wow. and he was the last person that I saw at the doctor, like yeah. at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then it's crazy because for you, your sister hugged you and you just felt like I'm back, I'm <sighs> back to life. You know, yeah. that's that was a little miracle that God needed. Isn't for it me. crazy that hugs can do so much to your body? Like, it's crazy. Like, I, I read it not that long ago. Even like, also like a healing experience. You receive like, how is that? That's weird. Because yeah. It's just like your hands going around like somebody and yeah. then it's just but honestly like in within us we have healing powers like going por decir you might be going through something internally y tú nunca te vas a dar cuenta because mm-hmm. your body's gonna take care of it your body is just an instant yeah, healer it's, on its own yeah yeah damn that's crazy okay so that was one right yeah that was how old was that like 14 no nah, i was 15 years old so then i started becoming like a little drug dealer right for for people yeah, uh-huh. I became a little drug dealer. And I wasn't like, like, la narca, no, right? It was just like la a little... Su- <laughs> <laughs> not heavy. Not heavy. I was just trying to pretend to be someone I wasn't, right? Yeah. And trying to like, you know, I skip school and I'm going to go do this deal real quick, right? So I went to go do a little deal in unos apartamentos. I don't know if you're like familiar with Park Place, donde está la, la calle de... Yeah, I know where Park Place is at. Donde está la calle de St. Christopher. Well, that street all the way to the end, hitting the railroads, there's some apartments there on the corner. Uh-huh. Okay, so the in those apartments. Like, if the railroads are right here, uh-huh. the apartments on this side, ya aquí está el banco? Yeah. Okay. So, I went to go do a little deal there, right? And I told the guy, meet me, meet me atrás de la lavanderia, because in the apartments hay una lavanderia. So, I was like, meet me behind the lavanderia. And he was like, all right, cool. So, era un señor, basically. Like, he was like 30 years old or something. Yeah. And I was like, all right, bet. So... I was going to do the deal already, right? And out of a sudden, this dude grabbed me. He was trying to rape me. He grabbed me. Me puso, like, we were in the corner and behind the lavanderia, and he corn he The guy that was going to buy from you? Yeah. He, before I handed him what, what it was, and before he handed me the money, he grabbed me, and he put me... Dude, I, yo tenía una navaja, and I immediately pulled it out, and I put it on his neck, yeah? <laughs> and I was like... um. I don't remember what I said, right? But I basically threatened him. I was like, if you don't let me go right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really stab you. And I hit him in the nuts, and I took off. I ran. With yeah. the drugs? Yeah, with everything, with his money, too. Yeah. And then another time, in some other apartments near there, I had a little boyfriend, right? I was still a virgin. Uh-huh. And this dude, we went into his apartment because he wasn't going to get drugs for me, 
right? And we went into his apartment, and I remember he had a whole bunch of piñatas. I'm like, what is this? And he's like, oh, my mama said piñatas, whatever. I was like, okay, cool. So he's like, I wasn't going to go in his room. I was like, I'm not going into your room. But he's like, no, Ben, I want to show you something. And I was like, dang, I don't want to be seen like that girlfriend who's, like, all scared of him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, So I went into his room, and I sat on his bed, right? And he's like, look, look at this. Um, Tenía como unos CDs on the other side of the bed. So... I was basically sitting here and he's I had to lean over there to look at the CDs. Yeah. So I leaned to look at the CDs that he had. And when I leaned, he pinned me literally. Yeah. He pinned me and I was like, crap. Right. And he started like, um, forcing himself to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, snap. And he was like pulling down on my shirt. And I mean, hit him he on was the older. Nuts. He was probably like three, four years older than me. And how old were you? I was a freshman, and he was probably like a sophomore. So you were probably junior. like 15, 16? Yeah, he was probably like a junior or senior, yeah. And then I, boom, hit him on the nuts. He, I didn't I, I didn't really know how to drive, but we came in his truck. So I literally, like, when I hit him on the nuts, he was like, ah, da, 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 right? So se quedó un ratillo while I ran and grabbed the keys. Uh-huh. And I turned on his truck, y vámonos. I was like, damn, I, God, you know, or like, somebody give me the strength to learn how to, Drive, drive this off yeah. yeah so boom if we and i parked in Futurama, and um he was at this time he's blowing up my phone like you effing like you better come back like that's my dad's truck and blah 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 never replied dude what i did was i grabbed the keys and i chunked them to the bayou el bayou del de chavez because yeah. i was like i go back to school and i just told him i don't have the keys the keys are in the bayou so you better go look for them yeah so that, <laughs> so oh that was God. another one but i'm just and then another one was i was skipping school with one of my friends right mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we were inside her boyfriend's car um and you know where the subway is at by chavez now yeah okay so there, there used to be no subway yeah, it was just subway. like empty right yeah so and we were on the the side where they have a clinic and the barber shop yeah so we were there parked there and out of nowhere, shots started coming. We were parked there and shots like started coming. Yeah, shots started coming from the subway, from that area. Uh-huh. And immediately, like, my first instinct was, like, get out of the car and, and run or something, right? But on my friend, what she did was go under the car. Like, ella se metió abajo del carro. And I was like, girl, no, what are you doing? And she's like, come. Like, she wanted me to go under the car with her. So I just felt like... I, out of instinct, me fui para allí donde estaba ella under the car, but I was like, we're gonna get shot here, you know? And it was probably like a 20 second uh, window. To, yeah, like 20 the... second window where they were shooting, but I didn't know if her dude was shooting back. And they were just like shooting back, back and, and forth, forth because they felt, se escuchaban tan cerca, the gunshots, yeah. tan cerca. So, yeah, whenever like everything was cleared, when I went up and she went up, right? She was pregnant. I went up and she went up and the dude was shot. She, he was murdered. Her yeah. boyfriend? Her b- boyfriend got murdered. He And we seen it and we were just like, what the heck do we do? Like, do we stay? Do we go and hide? Like, what do we do? Um, Obviously, like, yeah. Immediately, like, no, only two minutes when cops got there. And yeah, we're, did y'all talk uh, to We went to go hide. Yeah, went to go hide? Mm-hmm. Yeah, también. Yeah. Um, and and then they later came back out, yeah. Her boyfriend was murdered. He was shot like five times. Oh my God. Was she crying? I don't remember. I was super high. I don't remember if she was crying. I just remember him looking at him. And 
I remember later on, uh, like maybe three years ago, not yeah, like three years ago, they called me from the, the, detect the detectives that they opened the case again because they never caught the guys. So they opened the case again, again, I guess. And I ha at this time, we had already came out. We had told him, like, yeah, we were there at the scene. Yes, this was her boyfriend. Da -da -da -da. So, like, three years ago, they, they called us to give, like, um, a rundown of what happened. what happened. Yeah. Dang. Let me restart the camera and then... And then I'll talk about the last one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And we are back. So okay, you so going to say the last one? My last one was the most recent one. I was 19, I believe. I was like 19, 20 years old uh -huh. when I started cutting homeless people hair. I thought that was pretty cool when you told me. Yeah, it's like a, it was, it's, it was an adventure, you know, going out and talking to homeless people and just, you know, vibing with them, giving them haircuts, you know. It, yeah. It was honestly like a really good experience that I had and I would want to go back to cutting homeless people hair, just like take like a security guard with me or something because <laughs> I was not going up there with no security. I was just saying, uh, the Lord is my shepherd and nothing shall happen to me, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I shall be good because I got the Lord with me. That's my security guard. But, right, um, it also, I mean, it just opened my eyes. I feel like this, okay, well, let me just get into the story. Basically, homeless people have gangs, and I had no idea they got gangs yeah. in downtown, right? Like, this is my street. Homeless people be like, that's your street. Don't come to my street, da, 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 right? So one of the homeless guys that I was cutting his hair, he was telling me everything about the, the gang life and and how um cliques are formed and how protection goes about you know stuff like that like if, that's crazy yeah like if somebody comes and and donates to to this side of the downtown that's for them the other people out there can't come and get those donations like stuff like that yeah like this is opportunity for us not for y'all so you know basically stuff like that mm -hmm. so i was like okay cool that's pretty nice da -da -da, right so we chopped it up talked talked about a whole lot of things Next day, right, I go cut cut hair at another street. Another street that was, I guess, wasn't his block, you know. So I felt like he felt offended or maybe threatened that maybe I was going to go and tell them certain things that I wasn't supposed to be telling them, right? Mm -hmm. um, he probably saw me as part of his gang now. You know, like, this is the opportunity you're giving us. Yeah, you better not go and give them that opportunity because you belong to us now. You're maybe, our barber. Yeah, maybe that's how he felt about it. Yeah. Anyways, I was cutting hair right in another block, completely other block that like didn't belong to him. So, out of nowhere, in the middle of a haircut, I see this dude coming, like caminando with the hoodie on, right? Mm -hmm. I've never showed you him. You showed me. Did I? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you remember you showed me. <laughs> okay, so, and I still have pictures of him because I was like, this is memories, right? I got no hate towards him anymore. Yeah. Anyways, well, I never really did. Not Anyways, I seen him, I seen him walking mm -hmm. from like two blocks down. I was like, who's that? And whatever. So he was walking. Ya pasó como like maybe like a block away. I was able to recognize him. I was like, oh, okay, I know him, blah, 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 whatever. But people started getting up. The people that were around me started getting up and leaving. 
And then out of nowhere, the dude that was sitting, when he was way close enough, and he looked threatening. The guy, this guy looked threatening. Um, that even the guy that I was cutting got up and left. Like, he just, he's like, oh, um, nah, man, like, it's all good. Porque la gente está media loca. So I was just thinking, like, eh, he's just a crazy guy. Like, you know, like. I even had instances with one one of the guys smacking my butt, thinking I was his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, like they're like, no, they're not. Yeah, they're not there. there. Yeah, they're yeah. not there. One of the one of the guys is so funny because he was like, "After this, you pick up all of this, and we gotta go." And I was like, "Who the heck are you? Like, you're not my dude." And he's like, "We we're all." He was like, "We go through this a lot." It's always the same thing. Always the same thing. I'm like, bro, like, somebody come get this dude. Like, who is he? <laughs> but then he, logo, he was, like, walking. Yeah, he was walking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, what the heck? Like, is that for me? Because he was, like, locking eyes with me. Like, he was looking at me. I already had this dude, like, 50 feet from me. And I was like, no, nah, it's for me. And out of nowhere, he pulls out a knife. And he starts jogging a little bit and i was like oh okay yeah it's time to take off so i started running i mm-hmm. ran and i turned back and this dude is running full speed but out of nowhere i faint i don't know if the adrenaline uh-huh. right made me faint <laughs> but i was like running in the street you're running Boop. yeah <laughs> literally i just faint and when um i wake up i wake up in saint joseph because i was stabbed i was stabbed in the back yeah do you still have the, the cut or Mm-mm, no? I don't have anything. Because it was like such small. I, I didn't feel like he wanted to kill me. He could have killed me if he wanted to. Yeah. But I don't think he was trying to kill me. He was just trying to show me a little lesson or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you said that your mom didn't know, right? No, yeah. She didn't know because she decía she wasn't going to let me go back. And, you did know. you go back? Yeah, I did go back and cut homeless people hair. Pero lo empecé a ir con una, un señor que tocaba la guitarra and like stuff like that. You know, like I started like getting bigger crowds. I started cutting like in the local library, you know, like where it's like more. Yo estaba abajo de los puentes. Nobody could see me there. Like, so it, I was like really blended in with them. So I was like, no, I need to be more in the eye, in, in the like, open. In the yeah. open, yeah. And actually, like I got a lot of clients from that too. People who just walk by and be like, oh, do you have a business card? Mm-hmm. oh for real yeah do you still clients. have people from then from that i that saw me cutting out outside yeah oh damn that's crazy mm-hmm. that saw me cutting outside and they were like oh well what's your business do you have a business card those are clean cuts yeah mm-hmm. and how did it go with this last message that you sent it was still good yeah it yeah, was I, good. but i do feel like because when they would come in right when i saw them in person i como que yo les decía like hey i know i know it's well, I'm doing a price increase, guys, okay? Yeah. And if you're I think my we client, you know. about it. Hmm? I think you said it in the last episode. No, I didn't. Remember we said I'm not ready to talk about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought we did. No, I know we didn't talk about, like, the pricing, but mm-hmm. you were like, we were like, was it, it was off camera? Yes, it was off oh. camera that I told you, no, no, let's not <laughs> okay, talk about we, that. Are I'm you ready, ready to talk about it or not yet? No, yeah, we can say it. I okay. mean, it's out now. All my clients know about it. Okay, yeah, that's true. So I went to Tucson, right? I took a flight to Tucson with my mentor. And my mentor was like, okay, you're overworking. You work way too much. You're about mm-hmm. to be a wife. You're, I don't know, maybe in two years you're going to be a mom. Da-da-da-da, right? He's like, start stabling, start making your schedule stable right now. Yeah. You know, he's like. Because if y'all don't know, she works like 12-hour shifts. Mm-hmm. I work a lot. I work six hours, uh, six hours, six days out of the week. So, yeah, he's like, and you want to continue making what you make, right? Blah, blah, blah. So he's like, it's time to start cutting down 
you know, se escucha feo, right? And I was like, oh, because he was making me do it right on the spot. He's like, pull out your phone, send out the message now. And I was just looking at him like, you're kidding me. I'm not ready for this. And he's like, well, you've been stressed for long enough, haven't you? Yeah. And you haven't been ready. So it's like you, you can't wait for the moment to be ready. You have to do it now. So he literally made me do like a whole message of like, this is what you have to say to them. Da-da-da-da-da. And he's like, um open up your booking site put, a, you put the new prices that. no he did that i didn't uh-huh. do that <laughs> he, did he grabbed my phone and he's like all right this is gonna be your new prices this is what you're gonna say Da-da-da. he's like i have to i have to pu- push you off the cliff he's like you've been standing on the cliff for way too long i'm gonna push you off of it he's like today we're pulling triggers yeah <laughs> and i was like oh that's the guy you've taken a class with before right yeah i have mm. so it came to the point where he's literally my mentor like he he basically just sets the tone for me he's like you're for me there's there's nothing else that you need to learn you know he's like you just have to be confident you have to be a confident barber you have to learn how to manage your your business learn how to manage your business so he's like there's nothing crazy that you've got to learn from me he's like just i'm just here basically to help you pull triggers yeah like the business side of it Mm -hmm. so then you said whenever you saw some of the clients face to face yeah and i was just like they were looking at me like, mm, that's a bit much, right? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, it is a bit much. So I suggest that you go and speak to your wife about it. You know, don't come, don't book now. You know, if you don't feel comfortable, if you feel like um, my wife is probably not going to be Wait, okay with it. The adults went up too. Yes. Oh, I thought the it was adults just the went kids. up ten dollars and the kids went up twenty dollars. Yeah, I thought. So it was, now I thought it was only the kids that had gone up. Mm-mm. Oh, well, that's good though. Yeah, for everybody it went up. So now, kid haircuts are sixty. Adult haircuts are sixty. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, it used to be fifty for adults. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I then see. if you want a haircut with your beard done, it's seventy five. And then if you want like an all inclusive um, experience and treatment, like with the facial and all that, it's eighty five. Mm. So, does anybody book the eighty five one? What the new prices are going to start in May first. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes, and then. The goal here is to work less and make, make the same amount, yeah. kind of. I mean, that's what I, whenever we talked about it, like, I guess. Uh, y me da nervios, me da como que, like, no dormí, dude, no podía dormir. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't sleep because I was just like. What did your fiance say? Oh, sucks. You know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just happened right now because I looked at Okay. Well, we can just leave it off yeah. and then he just leave the audio. But what did Kike say? He was just like, you have to do it. I support it. You have to. And I was just like, the thing is like, am I worth that? You know what I mean? Me mm. cuesta como pensar como que. And he's like, you're overbooked. You know, you work way too much. I mean, it's just this, uh, like I had told you, I mean, you just got to think of it like business wise. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if it's business wise, yes. Yeah. Not personal, you know. The demand is high, you know? Yeah. I get it whenever... I get the business aspect of, like, when the demand the demand is high, you do a price increase. Yeah. You know, because it's only me. I can only do so much. And yeah. I can only... I can't cut more than 11, 12 hours a day. I'm no, over... Yeah. Like, it's, it becomes not enjoyable after yeah. so much of doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, the ideal thing to me is, like, yeah, do eight haircuts a day and go out. Get out. Get out of there. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, but again, like, like as long as they, the clients don't take it personal and you don't either, then it should be a happy. And then I have clients that they demand, no, I need a haircut this week, you know? And I'm just like, I don't know how to be like, well, you got to wait two weeks. No sé cómo hacerlo. So then I And say, they don't pre-book? Um, they do, but then out of nowhere, plans change for them. And they're oh, like, we're not going to be able to go there, but I need it this week because this is what's hand- we have this event. And so then I'm like, well, then I have to stay another hour. Then I have to book them at 7 p.m. Because they're like, no, we can't do 5 p.m. If I have the 2 p.m. slot open and I'm like, well, 2 p.m. is open. They're like, yeah, but we can't do, do that time. It has to be 7 or it has to be 6. And I'm like, that's booked. I'm not going to change yeah. that appointment for you. Mm, they so, sound very needy. Yeah. I feel like I'm. I when I would go, right, like I feel like I'd be like flexible with your i'm like if you have it earlier then i'll go earlier uh-huh. but osinopus is fine you know but dang well i mean good luck i hope that it stays just as busy yeah but less work right you know well not just as busy i feel like less busy same amount of money or even more you right. know less um stress on and you and even a client told me he's like so do you expect the tip now and i love my clients because they get they're personal with me and i love their questions and i love how they're like it feels like i shouldn't ask this question but i feel okay asking it to you because mm-hmm. you're my Why dog not? you yeah. know you know like you're gonna answer truthfully you're not gonna feel offended and yeah. i love that they have that trust with me so my client asked me okay i'm gonna still come to you yeah but do you expect the tip and I was like, period, you know, I was yeah. like, no, I don't expect the tip. I've never expected a tip Yeah. because I'm charging you what I think I'm worth. Yeah. You're and everything charging after that, yeah. is like. Any, anything after that is because out of your courtesy, out of the yeah. kindness of your heart or because you got it like that this week. Maybe next week you won't get it like that. But this week you're like, I can give my barber a little extra. So, yeah, no, a tip is not expected. expected. Yeah, I don't think like you need i will give tip. you a best haircut if you give me a tip no <laughs> yeah because yeah. you're already getting paid what you think yeah what i think i'm worth yeah that's that's good that mm-hmm. it's out there like shout out to your client <laughs> <laughs> you know because sometimes you do need like some realized questions like that you yes. know, that people are trying to ask mm-hmm. you know like um the tip one. shout out to you eric because he watches us oh he does yeah. shout out to you mm-hmm. sorry that the camera died like I know. right before <laughs> this got this deep or whatever but um but yeah i was like i'm gonna ask her como le fue over the weekend seeing her clients you know because mm-hmm. you just sent it out last week yes. or whatever so but this is episode six so um with that being said don't forget to vote on wednesday we'll be taking a picture of our mugs and um uh, yeah don't forget to subscribe, like, Send us and your follow. Send us your stories. I'll be posting it on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, go ahead and get personal in your stories. It's a story, guys. Don't ask us questions. Yeah. You're telling us your story and we'll answer it for you. We don't care if you have we'll a crush not answer. on us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe he's on rolling. Yeah. You know, but I don't care. Ah. No me importa. Um, but yeah, don't forget to send your stories. And um, again, we appreciate the feedback. Um, again, 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 again. Don't forget to subscribe. But all right then. Peace. Peace. Peace.